two teams emerge as trade suitors for Zach Levine per Shams, but could one of these squads actually land the 28-year-old All-Star? Also, a huge injury update on the knee of Joel Embiid, and was the in-season tournament a success? We will talk about all of that and more right here on Philly Take with RB, but do me a favor, man. If you enjoy this content, hit the like button, smash that subscribe button, ring that bell so you don't miss any of the notifications. Just want to let you guys know we will not be doing the live play-by-play tonight. First game out of 22 that I will miss, but for good reason, because I will be there in attendance to see the Sixers take on the Wizards, hopefully blow them out again. Will Joel Embiid play? We will get to more on that later. But before we jump right into it, if you are out there looking for a potential degree in, say, sports management, sports in general, or any other curriculum that involves you not even having to leave the comfort of your own home, I know a perfect opportunity for you, and I want to give a shout out to our sponsor of today's video, SNHU. Shout out to the sponsor of today's video, Southern New Hampshire University. You know, funny enough, years ago, I enrolled in college trying to figure out how to obtain a degree in sports, but as a first-generation college student, I had little to no experience, really no guidance at all, and an SNHU would have been a perfect opportunity for someone like me, and maybe it can benefit you as their online sports management program lets you turn a passion for sports into a degree. You'll learn about the business and economics of sports, sports management principles, and how to gather and analyze data. This degree can help you prepare for many careers like an athletic director, sports information director, marketing manager, and other exciting roles in the sports industry. You'll even be able to tap into SNHU's network of grads, help establish those connections with individuals working in sports-related organizations, and you'll be able to take advantage of an internship or experiential learning course within the field as well. SNHU has one of the largest accredited nonprofit online degree offerings in the country. They are radically affordable and their online tuition rates are some of the lowest in the nation. So do yourself a favor, go down to the description, click the link, go to snhu.edu slash Philly take to see what the current average annual salary is for any of their programs and request free info about the program. A real person will even schedule to hop on a call with you and discuss how the program can benefit you personally. Once again, check it out, snhu.edu slash Philly Take. All right, man, let's jump right into this. So the funniest part of today, obviously, you know, a lot of Philly fans are down bad. If you support the Eagles last night getting embarrassed, and, and what a great way to start the week, right? And just to pile on top of that, I feel like we're back in 2018 again because now Joel Embiid is talking about Ben Simmons. And I just want to start off with something light, okay? Joel Embiid says, quote, I never believed Simmons needed a shot. He was so good. He's just a monster. He was the perfect match. He was the one that got away. What are we talking, like a movie dialogue here? I hate the way things turned out, end quote. Joel Embiid said that about Ben Simmons today on Tyrese Maxey's podcast, Maxey on the mic. Uh, at the end of the day, all... Due respect, I completely disagree. I mean, if you wanted Ben Simmons to just be a piece on this team, sure, he could probably, I guess, survive as a role player without a jump shot, but you're drafted number one overall. You had high expectations. You were supposed to be one of the stars to elevate this team to championship level with Joel Embiid, and you have to shoot the damn basketball. And at the end of the day, he didn't didn't work on his game, didn't get better. So I disagree with Joel Embiid. And I hope this isn't Joel trying to cater like, damn, I wish we could take back time and do things over. Now, look forward, get it done. And I mean, this is just history at this point, right? It is what it is. But anyway, 
Let's talk about business, okay? Because as well, earlier today, Shams Tarania puts out a huge NBA Intel piece. We get these from time to time. And there was a lot of Sixer talk involved in this piece. Go check it out on The Athletic. I'm sorry, Shams, but I do not want to pay the $8 to read this article. So I'll rely on my Twitter buddies. And of course, one of the biggest things was about Zach Levine. We're trying to piece together this puzzle. What's going on with Zach Levine? Are the Bulls finally going to blow it up, right? They still have not had a good start to the year, and they're not really turning the corner. And DeMar DeRosa could be on the block, and Caruso and Levine, blah, 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 right? But when's action going to happen? Well, at least we get a little interest confirmed from Shams Tarani. Shout out to my guy, Sean Bernard. He puts the main things here that we need to know. Number one, P.J. Tucker has expressed frustration about his current situation with the team, and both sides are discussing ways to resolve a role for him there or elsewhere, according to league sources. So, P.J. Tucker's fed up. He is now out of the Clippers rotation. The Clippers are not that good, and they traded away all their depth, and now they're getting a little sense of what the Sixer fans dealt with in terms of uh, P.J. Tucker putting up donuts, okay? And he's just, he's not that good anymore, unfortunately. I mean, he's a great locker room guy, Great mentality, and I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt for a long time, but it's just not there. The production is not there, and now he is unhappy. In addition to that, and the more important piece, Zach Levine has two expected suitors in the Sixers and the LA Lakers, but, quote, both are operating from positions of patience and due diligence. So essentially what we're saying here, what Shams is saying is that Sixers and Lakers have Zach Levine on the radar. He probably kind of could have guessed that already, but they're going to play sit back, wait and see mode. Let's see how it goes the next two months. And then let's, you know, hone in and fire in a Zach Levine deal will happen at the deadline. Will DeRozan get dealt as well? It seems like the Chicago Bulls are going to be in implode mode. I mean, they already are. And it's time to have a fire sale, ladies and gentlemen. And the funniest thing is that in addition to that, they also talked about the fact that apparently Caruso is not being involved in these talks, right? Will puts this here on Twitter. This was a quote, a bevy of teams interested in Caruso, but the Bulls have shut down those calls. Is Alex Caruso the new centerpiece to build around? Is he untouchable? I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. Very good player. Would love to have him on the Sixers, but interesting. Shams doesn't list the Miami Heat or the New York Knicks as Zach Levine teams, even though they have had rumored interest in the past. And uh, yeah, it looks like the Sixers could be one of the forefront runners here for Zach Levine. But Alex Caruso may be a different story, according to this trade piece. Also, Sean says that no mention of the Sixers in any talks for OG Ananobi or Pascal Siakam. So just a ton of intel in here. But what you need to know is the Lakers and the Sixers now on the Zach Levine radar. And I want to ask the people out there, man, because a couple weeks ago we sat here and we said, all right, we, you know, we might not need another guy like that. Let's take a step back. Tobias is playing really well. He's been efficient as that third score. He's averaging 20 plus, right? Now we're kind of starting to see Tobias, you know, walking his way back to normal Tobias. And he's kind of the third, fourth option, but he can't really step up when you need him to. And he's in a really bad slump right now. I mean, I thought Tobias was unlocked by Nick Nurse, but right now he's really, really struggling, looking like the old Tobias. So my question to people out there is, should the Sixers be interested in another big name, in another star? Do they want to take on 
maybe the burden of the, the Zach Levine contract for the next three, four years at 40 million plus each year to go out and make sure they can get a name like that. What do you guys think? Is Zach Levine worth it at that clip? I mean, you're going to have people on both sides of it. I, I always said I like Zach Levine. I like him as a player. I think he's underrated a bit. Obviously, there would be defensive liability, but he would come in. He would be that microwave scorer, maybe on nights where Joel and Tyrese don't have it, or, or maybe the defense is prioritizing them. Maybe Zach Levine comes in, and he's more focused, and he goes out there and can drop 30 when you need him to. But then again, there's also been nights in Chicago where he doesn't look as interested. And, you know, maybe that's just a situation thing. I never thought the fit was there, but Zach Levine is a very good player. And I do think the Sixers could benefit from him, but they still have the essence of time. They can still wait and see how things progress, who else becomes available. So I don't think they'll be imminent, as the report says. But based on how Tobias Harris is looking right now, and he'd probably have to be involved in a deal, potentially maybe a two, three-way deal. I mean, things could really start to heat up. And I know the Lakers are going to have severe interest because they want another piece. They obviously want another piece more than just role players. So we'll see. Uh, It would be an interesting fit for sure. Also, Joel Embiid, a key update on him. He practiced Sunday after twisting his knee a couple nights ago. They came out after the game. Nick Nurse said he didn't feel good about it. Everybody's hearts are dropping their stomachs. No, please, no. And now Gina Mazel says Joel Embiid did some light shoot around today. And he's officially listed as questionable. Sixers have five easy games in a row. I wouldn't mind sitting Embiid for a couple games uh, and letting him heal 100%. But just be glad it is not anything serious. So you can take a deep breath. Joel Embiid is okay at the time being. So he might not play the next game or two, but I, I, you know, I don't care about him playing against the Wizards in December versus the playoffs. He needs to be healthy this year. And that means it's our guy's time, man. B-ball Paul. By the way, fresh cut Paul. Three-ball Paul with a freshie. If he starts tonight or if he gets significant minutes, I'll be there. I'm expecting him to hit a couple threes, man. They showed a video of the shoot-around today. He's working on that three-ball. Let's get it going. Lastly, one more question for the people out there. Was the in-season tournament successful? I think there were ups and downs. Lakers ended up going 7-0 and in all the play, and they win it. And, you know, people are making fun of them about hoisting a trophy and having champagne. Look, the NBA got what they wanted. They increased the interest early in this season, right? They drove up viewership for some of these more boring stretches of the season, and they got what they want in that sense. But one gripe I do have against it is that in Vegas, it didn't seem like the crowds were as hyped. And that's because you don't really find out if you're going to the championship or the semis until a couple days before. So it's not like the fans of these teams can go buy tickets and book hotels, et cetera, et cetera. So you don't really have the core essence of the fan bases there. And I feel like having them in attendance would be way better, maybe scrapping the Vegas part. But then again, you know, it's more of a play on a destination that could end up having a team, you know, so they're trying to even draw more interest there. I think there was a lot of positives. I think it worked out better than people expected, but I still think there are tweaks that need to be made. But I mean, it definitely increased some of the interest. There were some good games. There were some bad games, but the Lakers end up hoisting the trophy. So give me all your thoughts on that down below. And with that being said, man, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. As always, hit the like button, comment down below your thoughts, subscribe. That being said, I will catch you all on the next one. Peace.